Hello to anybody who wants to take the time to watch this or listen to it. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised because, as I said yesterday, I've started uploading the audio from these live videos into Anchor to use them as my new podcast, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that people had actually listened to it. I'd had six people listen to it, but for something brand new that I'm just starting, that's pretty awesome. Hey to the, the one person who's joining me live right now. So in this video today, we are going to talk about the one thing that, this is probably my pet peeve, actually, the one thing that is probably preventing you from having any kind of success marketing your products and services online, and it's the belief that you're actually entitled to do so. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that. I know it seems like kind of a big, bold statement, but there are a lot of people walking out there that have been completely misled. They've been told, you know, just build it and they will come, just start creating content and people will pay attention to you. And that's not the case. Also, if you're still counting on completely organic growth, you're going to be really surprised by how, first of all, I would almost say that these days, if you're counting completely on the chance that you are gonna organically build your audience, then you're being naive and uninformed about how competitive the content creation and the audience, like, let me put it like this. Okay, so when I first started, when I first started my process of marketing products and services online, building my, just getting a phone call. No, I'm sorry, I just popped out for a second there, had a phone call, but no, I was, coming in already after kind of like late to the bandwagon. So the the gurus and the ClickFunnel people and Gary Vee, Amy Porterfield, those folks, they were already established. The first digital marketer that I ever came across was actually Kim Luna in her Freedom Hackers group. And at the time she was doing really well. She was kind of on the cutting edge of personal branding and had really built a following of spiritual entrepreneurs. So Freedom Hackers, Kim Luna, 2012, that's when I come into the picture. And even then, it was very competitive and very difficult to build just an organic following. But at the time, I had a blog, so I marketed my blog by writing about um, Facebook and social media marketing, very good at Facebook, that was always my jam. So that's what I focused my attention on, and that's how I started to build my audience. However, at that time, even I was like, well, I don't wanna put any money into this, so we'll just do organic SEO. But that was before Google introduced the AI custom results, search engine results. So now when you Google something, you are getting like custom curated results based on your interactions and behaviors similar to what you see on Facebook. And there were still ways to kind of predict your SEO strategy. So if you were building out a content plan and you were doing kind of like keyword blogging, you could kind of count on eventually that picking up, especially if you were using kind of keyword research. So you were using the AdWord feature that did like keyword research and you could kind of figure out what people were searching and build out that way. So you could still kind of have an advantage with organic growth through SEO. And you could also still kind of recruit and promote your stuff in Facebook groups, which is what I did. That's how I was able to build my first business, which was my content writing business. But that was in 2012. So in this video today, I wanna to talk about, first of all, you're, if you're still kind of counting on that, if you're counting on organic growth, no paid ad strategy, that this is just gonna happen like magic for you, 
Um, I want to give you that reality check because you can have very quick results by putting in a little bit of a budget and a little bit investing a little bit into your actual audience growth. And I'll explain that more as we get into it. Um, but the thing is organic growth is dead and the idea has now been implanted in people that first of all, that anybody can do this. You just go live, just go live, just start a podcast, just start a blog, just do your thing on Instagram and people are going to just come out of the woodworks. This is being sold to you by these people who sell digital marketing. They sell digital marketing. They sell digital marketing affiliate products like click funnels and lead pages and they do affiliate marketing, which there's not, they no hate to the affiliate marketing. Like there's products I believe in and I'll recommend them to you. And if I get an affiliate payout, that's just clever, clever passive income. There's nothing wrong with affiliate marketing, but the problem is people have been misled now. So like I said, I've been in this industry now for eight years. There's some people who've been there in there now for over a decade, 10 years, but 10 years ago, when the reality was if you were just consistent, you just did it, you just had, you know, lay in the foundation and stuff, you'd just have natural visibility and natural organic growth. It's just not the case because there's just too many people trying to do it. So I like Gary Vee, okay? But he has a huge mass following and I like Gary Vee's content and I like what he's about. And in the years I've been following, I like his you know, transformation as well, because I think he is realizing now that a lot of the things that maybe he was telling people to do in the beginning have created a saturation. So everybody has to shift their strategy. So he's very aware of the influence that he had in this industry, you know, telling people like get on YouTube. Well, everybody got on YouTube telling people like, you know, do this with Instagram and everybody started doing that. He's actually really impacted this saturation. He's actually almost caused the oversaturation and this belief system that it's easy and anyone can do it and you're going to get the audience that you want and you're going to be able to do that with minimal like effort. Now, I know a lot of people are trying very hard. So when I say minimal effort, they're like, oh my God, like she's saying minimal effort and I'm spending all of my time on this. And I think I would like to do another video where I talk about like, are you investing your time in the in the right things? Because a lot of people aren't because of what I talked about yesterday, which is the fact that a lot of people are chasing the follower numbers. So they're hearing what Gary Vee's saying, such as add value and it will attract an audience. And they're saying, well, when I reach a certain audience size, I really need to have a certain audience size so I can monetize and have a business and profit from this. So they're looking at the follower numbers. But I think when people are saying add value and everybody's saying add value, um, that's actually getting kind of shoved to the side and people are hearing grow your following and make money on the internet. And because that's because a lot of people are coming from a scarcity mindset where they're broke now and they really just want this to start paying them back. So it's very common for people to believe this. Okay. So if you're watching this on the replay or you're watching this live, it's very common for people to believe that if they just produce more content every single day, this is going to happen for them. They focus on creating a lot of content because content creation is actually easy. Once you get over your bullshit of not being afraid of like putting your face out there, once you get over that 
and you're able to do it and you're able to make videos or you get over your writer's block and you're able like content production is the easy part. The difficult part is finding people who actually are going to give a shit and then also dismissing your ego enough to realize that if you appoint yourself someone who's going to create content for people, then you're in service of them. They aren't in service of you. So the idea that I am entitled now as a content creator to an audience of followers because I'm putting in the time and energy, that may really hinder me from actually making any progress in the right direction. Because there are a lot of people out there who are creating content, who are creating content because they believe that is the secret to attracting the audience that they want. But like I said, content creation is the easy part of this because all of us have opinions, all of us have ideas, all of us are, you know, worthy of love and attention. And if we want to put ourselves out, like it's fine. But the problem is lots of people are able to do that, create content. Very few people are able to actually get people engaged. So honestly, I always use this as an example with when I'm teaching this, when I'm teaching this with my clients, I say, stop talking at people and start talking with people. To the two people who are watching right now, how are you guys doing? You said hi, I say hey. Um, are you hearing me on this? You need to stop talking at people. You need to start talking with people and you need to go and you need to interact on their level in the social communities that you wanna be a part of. If there's a niche community that you wanna be part of, your better time investment is to spend time ingraining yourself in that community and bringing value to that community than creating a whole bunch of content telling that community how they need to be and how they need to exist in the world because they're already doing that. Social media is in very nature a social, like social media, it's a social platform. And for instance, I'm gonna come up with an example here. So an example would be, say you want to sell makeup, you've created an indie makeup product and you wanna ingrain yourself in the beauty community. So the beauty community exists without you just because you've decided I'm now selling makeup. Well, this community already exists, it already thrives. There's people doing tutorials. There's people talking about makeup quality. It's a thriving online community and it's a fantastic niche. Now you could go and you could start producing videos about this makeup product that maybe exists or maybe you're working on and you can start go create content and talk about it all the time while you're online and invest a lot of time in creating that content. But there's already people creating content like that and that community is already thriving and doing fine without you and you come out of nowhere, you've not been part of, you know, social media threads or meme culture or Facebook groups or YouTube or anything where this niche thrives. You've not been part of that. You come completely out of the blue, start producing content for this audience that you want because you want to sell them your makeup product that may or may not yet exist. And then you're surprised when people, you know, show up and you're met with cynicism or they're critical of you or, and this is what will happen most likely, is just nobody pays attention, nobody cares. Now, if you knew you were gonna release a makeup product, you could spend the year beforehand ingraining yourself in that community and not just talking about what you wanna do, but asking that community what they want, what they're looking for, 
being part of that community, posting yourself, showing that you have an interest, a genuine interest in makeup, showing yourself being a participant and part of that community and building that active and engaged audience. At the same time, you could produce content, but the content would be more to serve like what's already there. Like, here's my makeup tutorials. Here's my thoughts on makeup application. You know, here's me and my lifestyle so that people could build a relationship with you and then launch your product to an audience that you have embraced and have embraced you. That is social media marketing and audience building. Essentially, that's how you actually do it. However, what actually happens is you hear, you know, produce content, add value. So you just self appoint yourself someone worthy of an audience in whatever niche you want to serve. And all of a sudden, you're the self-appointed expert talking at people who are already interested in these things, who are already doing them. Like, who are you to show up and kind of speak to them and serve, you know, like whatever bullshit ideas you have into their thing without first being, you know, an active participant. And you can do both and you should by all means do both. But I'm saying if you only have two hours a day, your two hours would be better invested making friends in the beauty makeup community. So we'll go back to that example. But really like making friends and connecting in the communities that you want to be part of rather than just creating more content for a community that's already saturated and competitive and everyone is doing that. So that's the difference, that's social media audience building and the most common mistake people make when they decide, oh, I have a product or service, I'm gonna market it on social and here's the audience and the target audience I've decided on is that they just automatically, because they've created the content, deserve the audience. Because the people in the audience are not just potential customers for you. And I talk about kind of Scrooge McDuck, you know, the dollar sign eyes and seeing like, opportunities within these niches. I think that that's absolutely, you know, an entrepreneurial thing to see opportunities that exist. But then there's a human factor that needs to come into play being like, you know, you are a person trying to communicate and connect with other people in a social platform where most people are in an entertainment relaxation space and you're trying really hard to get them to care about you, but it's clear because of the way you've come in there that you only care about the money that they could possibly you know, give you. It becomes very clear. People aren't stupid. That's the thing. I think the biggest thing that a lot of these gurus underemphasize because at the end of the day, their product or service is getting more people to be interested in learning how to become digital marketers, <laughs> that at the end of the day, they monetize the curiosity and the desire for people to monetize online followings. I think they kind of lie and they say it's gonna be easy. And I think because it requires such a dismissal of your own ego and it requires such patience and it requires you to literally be like, well, I am going to care about a community of people that may not necessarily care about me and I'm going to come down to their level and I'm going to try and like, you know, build something here. It takes a lot and it takes a lot of patience and time to be able to do that. And it also takes a lot of practice to be able to do that. And Everybody wants an engaged audience. Everybody wants to have people actually interacting and responding back to them because at the end of the day, they're like, well, I want to make some money from this as quickly as possible. And I think at the end of it all, at the end of it all, like people aren't stupid. They're tired of it. They're tired of this bullshit. They're tired of being treated like, you know, 
I'm just here to give you my money, like take my money now. Like people are skeptical. So like I was saying before, it's not easy. I don't think it was easy eight years ago when I was first getting into it. I think a decade ago, maybe it was easier because it wasn't saturated and it wasn't such a like goddamn like thing. People hadn't been scammed as hard as they have been through these like kind of digital marketing schemes or social marketing schemes. Um, MLM culture wasn't just so blatantly just gross and just ruining these social media platforms. Things were a lot better the 10 years previous decade now we're into this. But I just would love to like look at the misconception out there that if you build it, they will come. Or the idea that just because you create content that you're entitled to having people be interested in your content. Because if you're not targeting your audiences properly and you're not building this out properly, like half of it's you're just talking to a wall. I mean, that's what it really comes down to is like if you don't know who you're speaking to really, like if you've just got an idea in your head of who your customers are going to be, but you've never actually spent any time with them and you're also not willing to invest your own money into building this audience to so use a paid ad strategy, put your content in front of the right people, then you're going to spend a lot of time. You could spend years doing this in a way that's not effective. So... I guess if you're watching this and you're at a beginner level with this and you're thinking about getting into social marketing and building an audience to sell a product or service, I would say the takeaway here is invest your time in the community that you want to be part of, not so much in producing content to market and sell. If you can get people behind you who know what you're about, who are interested in what you're doing, it's going to be a lot easier to monetize. And a lot of times people are way more interested if it seems like you're doing it because you genuinely are interested and you want to be part of that community versus people who just come in there and they just appoint themselves, you know, I am the god of this niche now and I'm going to be the expert that you're going to follow. Everybody's trying to be the self-appointed expert and people are tired of it. And then the other thing with that, I guess if you're not at a beginner level and you've been doing this for a while and you produce content but you don't feel like your audience is building or you have a good content, or you've invested in your branding, you've invested in all the other things, I would say now's the time to start investing in getting that content in front of the right audience. Because that's what the paid features, the promotions, and the like funnel strategy that we're all like chasing, like having a funnel, like constant lead generation, the the <laughs> lost my tongue and this tie, tongue tied here okay so if you're at an, an intermediate level with this and you've been creating content the paid strategy or even if you're beginning really having a paid strategy where you're willing to invest saves you the time of trying to get your stuff in front of the right people and just throwing spaghetti at the wall or darts at random if you use a paid strategy to drive traffic to content and quality proven products that have been sold and have been proven to, you know, convert. So I wouldn't say like if you've never sold it with an ad, don't try to sell it. You know, if you have never sold it without an ad, don't try to sell it with an ad yet. Like try to make sure that your products are things that the people you think want them actually want. But after you've proven your product, so you're at an intermediate level, you can create the systems that you need in order to be able to put them in front of the right people sooner using the paid features, which is going to save you the years of time it takes to make this happen for you organically if it ever does. 
So the paid features allow you to select very specifically the audience who's going to see what you've created, but that means it still has to be good and appeal to them. So the but on that is it still has to be something that these people want. And it also has to make sh you have to make sure that your systems are in place to actually like convert on the interest. So if you're just paying for visibility and engagement, that also isn't necessarily going to convert unless you have a system in the back end uh, that's going to allow you to sell. So if you're a coach or you're a consultant and you're hoping to convert people like say in a Facebook group into potential customers, you can use paid strategies to grow that group and get people interested and build your relevant audience. But at the end of the day, it would still be up to you to provide a product or service that people actually want. So the traffic is only traffic unless you're able to convert on it. It's the same thing with a physical product. If you get traffic and clicks onto a product that people might be curious about, that's fantastic for you. However, if you're not matching that audience and that traffic to the right product and the product is crap, so say you have a digital product or a real product, and it's not something that these people actually want, you can also spend a lot of money on that. So it comes down to putting the right things in front of the right people and then having the systems in place to actually convert. And I would only do this with proven products or offers if you've actually made a sale. I wouldn't start from, you know, the perspective of, well, I've never made a sale on this before because most of the time, and this would be a whole other video, most of the time people have not put enough time or consideration into what they're actually selling in order to know how to target properly right out of the gate who's the best people to buy it. So, I mean, I only work with people with proven products. That was a huge shift for me. If you've never sold it without an ad, I don't want to do ads for you because I can't guarantee you any kind of results. And I don't know usually like what your product or your offer entails, like unless I've actually done your program or seen the actual materials or product in front of me. So if somebody's just talking about a hypothetical thing that they want to do, that's always a red flag for me because I know they're going to be underestimating how, e how difficult it is. They're going to be assuming it's easy to build an audience around something that doesn't exist or has never been sold before. So I only work with people who've actually sold the thing that they're trying to build an audience behind. That's a rule that I established for myself because I'm running into that all the time too, where people are like, build the audience, then release the product, which is fine. You can do that. But as your ad strategist, it puts me in a pickle because I have no guarantee that what you're actually going to be marketing or selling in the end, if it doesn't exist, if it's not tangible, I don't know how to fucking sell it for you. But the nice thing is community building. You can build communities with the plan to monetize them later. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I want to work with people with proven products because I have more confidence that they'll have a better understanding of who their customers actually are. Wow. All right, so we talked about a lot here and we got a little bit deep into it. And I know from what I'm saying, you might feel a little lost because you might be at the beginning stage where you're just thinking about doing social marketing. You're just thinking about audience building. And if that's you and you're like, well, Brandy, like I've not even got started. Where do I begin? If you're at an absolute beginner level, I would say, first of all, decide what you are going to be selling get a clear idea of what you're going to be selling and who you're going to be selling to. And if you're going with an organic strategy, then don't become a content production machine, become an expert networker, an expert relationship builder. That's where you start. 
Um, if you want to build an audience, become an expert relationship builder. So get into the niche and audience where you want to be and start building relationships there. Get your name out there, get your face out there. As far as content production, less is more at that point, but you're going to want to have some stuff in place that shows them what you're all about and what you're interested in and that you're actually like, you know, a person really like just show up, just show up, participate, start building your audience by building relationships with people who are in the industry and in the space already active that you want to reach. If you're in an intermediate level and you're ready to put some money where your mouth is, well, that's when you want to start defining who your target audience is and creating content, not a lot of it, but enough high quality content. That way you have your systems, you're beginning to build that foundation, that email list, that Facebook group, that presence that has a large number of people that could be potential customers that you'll eventually be able to convert on. So intermediate level, then maybe you start putting some money behind it and investing in this so that you don't have to count on that kind of naive belief that if I build it, they will come. It's like hoping to be discovered in the mall and become a supermodel. It's like hoping to become like a rock star, like an overnight success. It doesn't work that way. But the industry secret is you put some money behind it, you put some money where your mouth is and you learn how to use the targeting features and you can build any type of audience that you want. All right. I think I've said enough about this. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Is this interesting to you? Like, do you find this fascinating? I, I am not show, throwing shade in the people that came before me. Like I said, like when I first started 2012 in Freedom Hackers, Kira Luna was doing it in a big way. I think that was the year she did, you know, have her big course launch and then her claim to fame was like a million dollar launch. Um, cool, cool for her. Good for her. That was in 2013, 2012. Okay. We are years into this and everybody's trying to do it. Everybody's using funnels and systems and some people have been scammed and some people have come out and they're just completely shady. And like, so people are just skeptical. They're tired of this. It's, it's a different time now. So instead of being like, Hey, I'm just going to count on organic growth. You just got to take some more initiative and like I said, no shade, no shade to the gurus. Um, Gary Vee's great if you love his stuff. Amy Porterfield offers great value. These Mary Marie Frillo, a lot of people I know came through B school. All of that's good stuff, but they are digital marketers, as am I, and they make their income in different ways. Obviously, like Gary Vee's a little bit different, but a lot of them make money by getting people to buy into this. So their invested interests are maybe not your best interests all of the time and making it seem easy, like this is gonna happen overnight and you'll be an overnight sensation and you'll make 10K in 30 days and all that jazz. It's not necessarily the reality of what we're living in in 2019. So if you heard me on this, hands up, leave me a comment, let me know what you think. Do you like this new format of my videos and then they go into being a podcast and they go on my YouTube channel? I feel good about it, it's lots of fun. I'm gonna teach you guys how to do it too so you can repurpose your content, work smarter, not harder. Hope you enjoyed this one. I said a lot of things um, to unpack here, um, but leave me your comments. Thanks for watching until the end. You guys have a good day. Bye.